Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. If you're watching the show, we're still coming at you through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is brought to you by Zoom these days. <laughs> uh, if you are watching also, thanks for watching on our brand new-ish YouTube channel. It's not really new anymore, but um, we're, we're trying to pump out new videos there and just have some stuff for you guys to watch and for us to do. So there's that. Um, also, you can, you can watch our episodes very soon on Soundstooth TV. That's right. Which you may have heard us talk about Soundstooth before. You may already be aware of it, but it is a platform for locally produced podcasts, video shows, comedy, discussion, all of the above right here in Tulsa. They're launching a new video platform on May 25th, and we will be part of it. So find us on there if you can't find us on YouTube. Both of which should be pretty easy, though. And then, of course, you can always find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search So Many Sequels. If you're a Letterboxd user, Letterboxd. uh, Also not a sponsor. But that'd be great. Could be. Always taking applications. We won't turn it And then, finally, Patreon.com slash So Many Sequels. There you can support our show financially if you are so inclined and able. We would greatly appreciate it as uh, this is just kind of a fun hobby we all do for free and fun. Make it rain yep. upon your friends in so many sequels. Yep. Pretty much all that money is going to go to, uh, you know, if we ever, if we, if we get enough to paying for uh, the little things that make the show better, like, you know, you can get a you can get you can get a monthly Zoom account where you can get more options. We True. can put up like graphics in the background, put up uh, different, do different stuff. Maybe uh, maybe we use it to get more uh, more storage somewhere. Who knows? We can buy Andrew a uh, upgraded computer that's not an Apple One. Yeah. It took my joke. I was gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna say the money would probably go toward getting Andrew an HD camera, but yeah, you know, all we gotta do is get him a camera link. He's got a good camera. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think there's a way to hook your camera up to your computer? I don't know. We need, to, we, we need to experiment with that. We'll, do, we'll save that for off-camera talk. That's um, right. Because I think, I bet you could. I bet there's a way. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't doubt it. I, I think, I mean, obviously you can hook in, you can hook in the audio. I don't yeah. know why. You I don't see do why not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you experiment. can, I, was, I experimented with doing it with my phone, and it's, if you can do it with your phone, surely you can do it with, you yeah, know, uh, just got a, a newer camera. Just got to find the right cord. Okay, that's what she all said. that. Mm, mm, too much office. <laughs> Watching too much of the office lately. Uh, but that's not what we watched for this particular episode. Wish it was. As you saw from the title, I'm sure. And last week, we are talking about the Matrix Revolutions today. That's right. Uh, wrapping up the Matrix original Matrix film trilogy. They're not quite wrapping up Matrix May. Um, this movie came out in 2003, the same year as Reloaded, which is an interesting choice. Bad choice. But something that basically hasn't been done since. I'm sure that we can talk about this more in depth in the box office section, so I don't want to get too into the woods, weeds, but, uh, it just seems like a bad financial move to put two movies that close to each other from the same franchise. Yeah. I mean, even with the six month, like, gap, it wasn't like the, the two movies weren't in the theaters at the same time, but... Uh, we, and well, they, they they shot concurrently, and a right. lot of films have done that. That since. happens, yeah. But 
and, and years have released and movies have released in consecutive years. We saw that mm-hmm. with Endgame and Infinity War just as just just recently. Mm-hmm. But to release both movies in the same year the same just year. seems baffling. And not only that, but last week we talked about the Enter the Matrix video game came out in 2003, just mm-hmm. uh, days before Reloaded. And the, uh, the Animatrix that we'll be covering next week, surprise, uh, also came out in the summer of 2003. So 2003 was oversaturated with Matrix content, which, I can, o- which I can only imagine probably hurt box office returns a little bit in yeah, addition we'll to that, yeah. it uh, not being good. So that said, what do we think about this movie? You know what? I almost went into the – we stopped doing the one-word thing, right? That's, we did yeah, stop I, doing the one-word thing. That. Okay, I almost asked you all. Uh, so don't do that, I guess. But uh, what did everybody think of The Matrix? Had anyone seen this before? Never seen it. Andrew saw it before, so let's start with him. How do you compare your first viewing, because you remember everything, to your 2020 viewing? Oh. Did it change? Did your opinion change? No. No. Really? You didn't like it back then either? Nope. I, so before I went in for this movie, I saw it on its opening weekend. Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody that I went to school with actually spoiled it for me 20 minutes before I walked in the theater. Did they say, hey, don't go see this movie? It's bad? No, they just... They Is that just, the spoiler that you should have gotten? No, they just said, oh, well, just let you know, Neo dies. And I'm like... Hey. Yeah. And 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 he was also. That's such an awful thing to do. Why yeah, would you it, say that? I don't know, but he also told me that that, that Trinity dies, and I'm like, and and like at, at first I'm just like, well, he's just he's just being you know just a turd, and he's just like trying to get my get trying to get me psyched up a little bit, and then I went in, and it actually happened, and I'm like, well, that sucks. You had bad friends in two. Yeah, was it was this a friend or just some random kid at school? Random kid at school. Oh. Uh, this random kid at school just come up to you and said, "Hey, Neo dies." I was I, I was talking with I was talking with friends, and he was oh. happening. He was just right there, and I okay. and, and I told him what movie I was going to go see. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I saw I saw that earlier this afternoon." It 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 like told me the entire. He told me what happened, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, whatever." You know. You know, I'm just gonna say I think people used to spoil movies way more easily in the in, in that time in, during the early 2000s than we are today. Like today, spoilers are like, hey, no spoilers, y'all. Right, it wasn't like, talked about as much. But people didn't care as much even 20 years ago, and I think a big part of that is social media. It's e- I mean, I've had movies spoiled on social media inadvertently, like, but I. Can't think of a time where someone blatantly told me a movie ending like that. I accidentally spoiled the end of uh, Sixth Sense to my sister when I was nine. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. That was a bad time. She was like, I went and saw the movie, and she was like, was it good? And I said, yeah, let me tell you something about it. She's like, no, 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 no. And I said, no, 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 it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. And I wasn't being malicious. (laughs) I was being stupid. And, And I go, Bruce Willis is dead. And then she went and saw the movie, and she goes, that was the whole thing. That was the whole point. It was? Why would you say that that's not part of the movie? I didn't know. I was nine, and I watched most of the movie with my eyes covered and my ears plugged, so I genuinely didn't know. I was joking. Bruce Willis dies? Surprise, bro. I don't know if he dies. He's already dead. Already dead. Well, you know, he dies in the movie. Oh, does he? I don't know. I can't remember. Gunshot. Uh, 
I told you guys during our Men in Black review that um, I had, the town I lived in was very small, and the theater that was in the town was a one-screen theater. So, you know, there, you know, if you missed your chance on watching a movie, it was only going to be there for a few weeks, and it was going to be gone for the next movie. Essentially, they would run only certain movies during a certain time frame. So, I, I had a lot of movies more or less spoiled for me, not because uh, somebody was being malicious, but just because, like, hey, I didn't get to go see whatever, you know, Austin Powers what happened? And then a friend just tells you like everything they remember about the movie. Um, I remember, I remember doing that for my friends. Like I, I got to go see, uh, gosh, I can't remember. I got to go see Hulk. I think me and my friend got to go see Hulk, but none of my friends did. So they're like, well, tell us what happened. And so I just tell them the whole movie. But these days, if somebody asks me like, what happened? I'd be like, are you sure you want me to tell you? Cause yeah. like, I mean, you can, it, these days movies are becoming so accessible so soon after their theatrical release. It's like, I don't even know. Like, yeah. Hey, you're going to be able to see well, it in like three weeks if you just wait. Well, well, I wonder if, if it's because like there's any chapters to it. Mm-hmm. You want to find out for themselves, have that sense of revealing. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause like it, typically, you know, you don't, you don't want a movie spoiled for it, but nowadays it's like really important especially when game came out. Like, nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to spoil in game at all for anyone. No. And it was such a pain at the time. And now it, how it, when evolutions came out, it was like the end of an era. What? When what? revolutions came out, there's it was gl- the end of an era. There's a glitch in the matrix on Andrew's. <laughs> um, you are, you're cutting in and out tonight there, buddy. Um, My internet sucks. Yeah. So when the revol- uh, when revolutions came out, it was the end of an era. You said it was the I mean, it was the end of the Matrix. Like there right. was going to be no more Matrix like that. Right. So, like, so Marvel, with Marvel, it just kept it, it's still going. Hmm. Would Would you have considered called yourself a Matrix fan at the time, like a big one? Yeah. Okay. And you were yeah. let down by the ending. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was let down because I was let down because it felt like it felt very anti- and <laughs> am I cutting out again? A little yeah. bit. Yeah, and like the perfect time. It felt very climate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Were you trying to say anticlimactic? <laughs> and um, it was a sensory overload. Yeah. Um, okay. All these last two movies were so bad. I don't want Matrix 4. I'm going to say I don't want it. I don't think it's going to be good. And anybody that thinks that this is a good idea has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Like, the first one was fantastic. What these two did to that franchise was destroyed it. So who in their right mind, after re-watching these movies, thinks that a Matrix 4 is a good idea? I certainly don't. I think it's a, I think it's, I think it's a bad idea and they are trying to bank on franchise and they're trying to bank on Keanu Reeves. But if they had this trilogy envisioned Mm -hmm. and this is what they came up with and now all of a sudden they're doing a fourth one, uh, no, it's going to be bad and uh, it's going to be really bad. I gotta, I gotta agree with Garrett. I'm not excited about the idea of Matrix 4 because I never finished the, I never finished the franchise. I watched Matrix Reloaded. I'm pretty sure when I watched Matrix Reloaded, I watched it when I was about 14 or 15 um, at like a friend's house. 
and we were we were staying we'd stayed up till like three and it was just kind of on and i don't remember nothing that much about it i never saw matrix revolutions and uh i have to say watching the three movies in succession over the last uh, few weeks uh did not endear the franchise in any way to uh, to me like there was uh, there's very little for me that is overall redeeming about these last two movies especially about revolutions it was uh just any, anything that was special about the first matrix is not really here in revolutions I, yeah. I i don't know how else to really put it you you leave this as a standalone one movie thing fantastic absolutely fantastic you add a franchise to it and it is uh lost the, the, the crazy thing is like that first one it didn't i never really thought about it as a kid but man the first one ends with like a like a total setup for a sequel yeah. you know with like like matrix like neo becomes the one at the end of the first movie and they're like now he's the one and he like flies off into the sky and you're like okay but like now like what is he gonna do like the the human race is still supposedly you know enslaved and all this stuff like he he's like he's the one but what is that what do they do now uh and and how they handled that became so much less interesting than all the mystique that they had in that first movie. Andrew, are you excited for the matrix four? Why? Okay. Yes. I, I join Andrew in this. Why? Because the first movie is so good that I know that it's possible. But the second two are so bad. It takes away from the goodness of the first one in my but, opinion. But we also, we, so we have not gotten to the animatrix yet, but I know that it is heralded is very good. So that means half the movies are good, half the movies are bad. Flip a coin. Maybe. I mean, I, I, what do you mean? I, maybe that's facts. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Two movies I'm, good, two movies bad. I wouldn't. I won't use the phrase excited. I, I have a morbid curiosity how it will turn out. You know, they have the they have the original creators, or at least one of them coming back. So there, there's there, we got that going for us, and so maybe there's a chance that they will have thought long and hard because the Wachowskis were adamant for years for 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 over a decade that they didn't want to continue this that they didn't want to do anything else and they've been approached basically every year for the last 15 years to do another matrix movie and they've said that they don't like they don't want to do that that they think hollywood's just trying to cash in on their name and try to cash in on the the name the matrix that there's too many reboots and sequels as it is and not enough original ideas um and somehow some way they got uh lana talked into directing and writing this one. So, you know, here's hoping that, uh, you know, she was the one with all the good ideas because it could easily be, you know, really cool and they find a really interesting thing to do or it could be, we're all going to be sitting here like Men in Black International, just going, why? Why? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I want to make it clear that I want to be proven wrong. I, I will relish the fact that I was wrong. Um, but there is absolutely no reason for me to believe that, that I will be proven wrong. They, th- again, these movies are so bad. I, it's really soiled even the first one. Like, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth at how just off a cliff this whole franchise went. Like, it, it, it had been a good, I don't know, I'll say 15 years since I'd seen The Matrix. And I remember liking it. And watching it again, I was like, oh, my God, I really forgot how good this movie is. This is a fantastic movie. 
it's, it blew me away at how good it was. I was equally blown away at how bad these two have been. More right. blown away at how bad these are. Like, it is such opposite ends of the spectrum that I, I cannot even put it into words how much I hate these two movies. Well, let's try it. Get Jesus into some Christ. Um, okay. Uh, never mind, never mind. Well, no, we, don't so never we, mind. Speak up. So we, oh, go uh, ahead, Andrew. Well, the only thing I was going to say was, and if I cut out, please stop. Um, the only thing I was going to say was, was that The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions are actually one movie. They're just one bad movie. It doesn't yeah, change. Just one bad movie. In essence, you have to think of that number two. So if we've seen anything with sequels lately, it's that first one's great, second one sucks, third one is either just as good or greater. I think the Matrix, this next Matrix movie, could be the one that redeems it. I mean, maybe, you know, like there, there, there's always the opportunity that this one, because it's so removed from the initial, the initial idea that they come with some, some new fresh ideas. It's now going to be, you know, now they're writing it from a mentality of 2020 or 2019 or whatever, as opposed to the year two, you know, 1999, how different is it going to be writing from this mentality? It's kind of the difference between today's Star Wars versus, you know, the 80s Star Wars you know, in the seventies, Star Wars, things are so different for the audience you're writing for. You know, but I, but there's just no, there's no guarantee. There's just no, I, I, here's the problem. I'm not, I'm not overly interested in this universe. Like, yeah. And that's what's hard. I think from your perspective, you didn't, you weren't interested in the first one. No, I mean, it's a good movie and I like it. You know, I, I said the same thing about clerks. Like Clerks, I understand its role and I understand people's love for it, and I think it's it's got some good merits. But like, I'm not overly in love with the with the story or the universe, and so like, I'm not invested in seeing Neo come back or seeing Trinity come back or seeing any of that stuff. I'm just I just don't care. At the end of this movie, he got to you know look, we need to get into the actual nitty gritty of, of of this movie at some point. They got yeah. to the when we got to the when we got to the climax of this movie, I sat there and asked myself do I really care? And I was like, no, like I, I kind of don't care that, you know, like what's going to happen next if they succeed or not. And, and so like, I just, I'm not invested in where, what the story is going to be. I'm more just interested to see if they manage to make something yeah. that, that grabs my interest. The weakness of this franchise, one of the weaknesses of this franchise is that they don't do a good job of making me care about anybody that's not Neo or Morpheus. I don't even care about Trinity that much if you want me to be real because she acts like she's going to die in every single movie. So I have no reason to invest in her because I feel like she's going to die in every movie. The character trait is trying to die. She and, and everybody else in this movie is so unimportant that I couldn't name them if you put them in a, in a wall lineup with their actual names underneath them and said, match each person to their name. I couldn't do it. Ooh, that's a great BuzzFeed ar uh, article right there. Write it. Uh oh, did we lose Garrett? Yeah. Did Garrett's we lose gone. Garrett and Josh? Oh, no. No, I'm still here. I was just waiting to see what was happening. You guys both was... froze on my screen. That was oh. weird. Am I back now? It yeah. was like I was in the Matrix. So what was the last thing I said? 
You said you that did, it would, you didn't care about anybody. You said okay. you couldn't. So if you could align could, other names up. You couldn't. You couldn't pick match which one to which. Right. So when they, when this movie was coming towards its end and the machines were bearing down on Zion, I didn't care. Neo wasn't there. He was off doing his own thing. Everybody else could have been <clears> obliterated, and I'd have been like, "Well, okay." I mean, and the worst part is, there's like a twenty-five to thirty-minute gap where Neo's not even in the movie. Uh, yeah. Like they when when Neo takes that ship with Trinity and they leave. That's it for Neo for about 25 minutes, 26 minutes. Like, it's just what's going on in Zion and what's going on on the ship, on Niobe's ship, or on the ship with Niobe and Morpheus and them trying to get back to EMP stuff. And then after, like, that, you know, uh, fourth of the movie, we finally rejoin Neo and uh, Trinity. And it's like, I feel like there's so many stories going on in this movie, so many different threads but the one that I feel like most of the audience is the most invested in gets, doesn't get enough time compared to all the other stuff. Well, and I, I got mad at this movie from the jump. Um, I don't remember. We were not very far into this movie when I said, three I'm minutes and nine seconds, three minutes and nine seconds. Yeah, Josh texted us about it. And here's why, because you, the, the start of the movie picks up in the middle of a story. We were never told. Why is Neo unconscious? Who's this random stranger that's also unconscious? Who well, we saw people? that. That was all at the very end of the last movie. Was it? I genuinely yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, him, him, and this guy named Bane. Bane is a guy. So if you were, if you remember, you won't. But if, nope. uh, if for the for the for the audience, during the events of Matrix Reloaded, a bunch of a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of people. I don't know what the people who go into the Matrix regularly are called, but they're trying to get back to a phone, and Agent Smith catches one of them and puts his hand in him and absorbs him and then answers the phone and goes back to the real world in that guy's body. So this guy is possessed by agent Smith essentially. And so, and that guy's name is Ian bliss who gives, in my opinion, the only interesting performance in this movie because mm-hmm. Ian bliss does a perfect impression of Hugo, Hugo weaving Hugo. as agent Smith. Mr. Anderson. I went back and forth through this whole movie going, that's not Hugo Weaving. Is that Hugo Weaving? He lost yeah. a lot of weight. That's not yeah. Hugo Weaving. I had to Hugo, look it up. Is Hugo Weaving dubbing the part? That's what I looked up. I looked up to make sure, is this a dub job? Because I don't want to compliment this guy's performance if like, it was just Hugo Weaving dubbing his voice. Right. He's like, am I me? And what does that mean <clears throat> for me to be myself? He's like doing all this stuff. And I was like, this is a really gr- good impression. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna something. bounce back to okay. That answered that question, but that also, in my opinion, goes to show that both of these movies are bad because I genuinely don't even remember the second one. Like, I watched them just days apart. I mean, it, it and I, Andrew did though. That might be that might be user error. I guess that could be, but I pay attention when I watch these movies, and I straight up just remember the end of the first one because when we were coming into this movie, I was like. That was my, one of my arguments was, I don't even remember this story. The last thing I remember was him supermaning off into the sky, but you told me that was the end of the first one. That's how much I don't care about these two movies. I genuinely can't even put them in my brain days apart like, to have this kind of conversation. Like, I can do that. Like, it's not a problem for me. I, 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 was, I was watching. I remember, I, I remember the different storylines we had going on. The problem is, it's just like, there's like four or five different storylines. Yeah. And the one that's the most interesting is the ones, the two that are the most interesting, the ones with Neo and Agent Smith. Their dynamic is the most interesting. Agent Smith appears somewhere during the first 30 minutes of this movie and then doesn't really reappear until an hour and a half in. Like, 
that's yeah, how I think it doesn't really know what the villain is or who the villain is. And, no, and using Agent Smith as this kind of like avatar for the Matrix as a whole, I don't think quite worked. And, and, and Garrett, the climax of this movie is the story you pitched last week where Agent Smith has become a nuisance unto, the, unto everyone and, they ha- and the machines have to work together with, uh, with the humans to get rid of Agent Smith. Yep. Like that was your whole, that was your pitch for the, for, for, for the Matrix Reloaded. And they did that, but it, they say, but basically they do that within the last 12 minutes of the movie. They yeah, go, they the, the machines come up and they go, yeah, this Agent Smith guy is kind of a problem for us. So, and he was like, I'll t- I, I know, I'll take him out for you, but you just stop killing humans. And they're like, oh, I don't like it, but uh, he's a real problem. So sure. I didn't want to say anything, but you got it pretty on the nose. Right? <laughs> I, so much of this movie, Damn I was it. watching it, and I all it, uh, I, I kept this. You know what this movie did for me? It reminded me of other better movies. I kept no, watching this movie and thinking. Movies do that. I was thinking of other movies that have, that you know, like and really random stuff. There's a part uh, towards the early middle of the movie where they go and they see the Frenchman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy who's literally Sucks so boring. This guy is a guy who's literally so boring. They have to put, uh, 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 you know, a sexy woman next to him to keep your interest. And they get into this big. Trinity puts a gun to his head and says, "Here's our deal. You take me to Neo, or everybody here dies." And the guy says, "And the guy says, you really care about him this much?" And she says, "Yes." I do. And she cocks the gun, you know, as she says that. And all it made me think of was the movie phone booth where, uh, the, 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 the terrorist, in the movie phone booth says, you know, that part in the, in the movie where the good guy cocks the gun when he's about to kill the bad guy, why wasn't the gun already cocked? Like, why did he wait to cock it till the last second? If he planned to kill him and he goes, and then like he explains, cause that sounds really scary. It's more scary than the visual of the gun being pointed at you. And so I'm just sitting here thinking about phone booth, and the movie's going on, going on. It's just really disinteresting. <laughs> this movie made me think of The Office. There's a part where near the end, um, all the Agent Smiths go see the Oracle. And he's like, he like throws the chips on the side and he goes, did you put the, did you know I was going to do that? If you did, then you thought that you were going to put the, or you put those there on purpose for me to purposely smash those or blah, 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 blah. And all I could do was think of this episode of the office that I just watched where Dwight was like, Jim is the, is actually my best friend because he's my own, he's his own worst enemy. But then the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So is he actually my friend or my enemy? And he just went down this whole, di- that's what that whole, that's what the whole damn movie was. It's just bad dialogue. It works for the office, but not this kind of a movie. I'm, Mo- I'm moments really moments after that, he, he started, Hugo Weaving starts laughing maniacally. And all I could think of was the Muppets maniacal laugh, maniacal <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> So I feel like we have to at some point talk about what is supposed to be an emotional moment in the movie. But for me, it was the hardest I've laughed all year while watching a movie. All year? Well, it's been a bad year for watching movies. It's not been a good year for movie watching. That's fair. fair I, fair I, I laughed more watching at this moment 
mostly because I had seen Men in Black 1 and 2, but I laughed more at this moment than watching any of the Men in Black movies, which are comedies. <laughs> Intentionally. So, Neo becomes blinded by the, the light, the, 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 you know, beca- by, by Agent Smith in human form. Blinded, can't see. Bandages around his eyes, full on, but he, guess what? Full on Daredevil abilities. He can see anything, and I looked this up on Wikipedia to get the phrasing right. He can see anything that's connected to the source. Beautiful golden vision. He can see it all. So this plays out in hilarious form because they, he and Trinity, that was my dog, he and Trinity crash their ship into the machine city, right? And he, they crash, boom. Oh, Neo wakes up. Trend, Trinity, Trinity, what? You know, then he crawls over to her. They touch hands. We made it. I wish you could see it. See what I see. He's looking at it. Beautiful. She says, you always said we'd make it. And he goes, let's go. And he goes, I can't go any further. And he goes, what do you mean? She, and then he, and then the camera pans out and she's got Eight beams through her body. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, like, like he didn't get it at first. He reaches down, he feels one. The best, it's so perfectly done. Because he reaches down, he feels one beam. And you're like, oh no, Trinity got stabbed during the thing. And it pans out and there's literally hundreds of these things <laughs> piercing her body. And she's just casual like, this is as far as I can go. And he's like, no. I'm like, what are you? What are you talking about, bro? What can you see? As this moment, I didn't realize that he could only see stuff that's attached to the source. So that's why he can't see her. He can only see the city. But I was like, what are you seeing, bro? You can see like a breakdown of the Matrix in the real world, and you can't see that she's got bars through every piece of her. I laughed so hard i called my wife in and we rewatched it and i didn't think i would laugh the second time but i did <laughs> i literally could not stop laughing about a blind man essentially at this point i gotta say talking they, to her and then the camera pans out and reveals it like she gutted they really jacked up keanu's deadpan roboticness in this movie he exhibits no emotion whatsoever even in that moment he's just it's like it's like a robot trying to find that emotion words no it's just not there he's so i can't even connect with him he's so robotic well this one and in the last one you started that moment but like in the first one you kind of got what they were going for i don't know if he's become more of if he's just like so matrixy that he can't exhibit emotions is that what they're going for or what but like it is just woof. i will say that like emotion in the eyes and since neo had eyes at that time since his emotion stop trying to defend this movie <laughs> i'm not defending it i'm just saying no it was a very, good actor can exhibit emotions without eyes. What's wrong with you? I mean, but I agree. But uh, I will say that, like, Aww. not saying Keanu's a bad actor. Throwing that, just I need to backtrack no. on that real quick. No, 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 no. Uh, good. 
Yeah, 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 let, let, enable screen sharing. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, is that, yeah, it is, it, it does get very boring towards the end. And it's just like, you can tell like the actors have kind of had enough. Like they're just. Well, like, you film right. two movies back to back. I can get that. Yeah. Never an ideal like, well, situation. Let's get it over with already. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's, this is what I, and this is what I was talking about. Like I was like, Trinity died and I was kind of like, ah, I, don't I didn't care. Nobody cares. Felt nothing. You know, and it's kind of funny because the story, the, one of the sub stories of the uh, mean general and that kid from the first movie that nobody knew why he was there having this sort of like last stand moment. I actually like as the, as the, as, as the general was like fighting to the last breath, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know his character's name. And I don't know what's going on. This guy, though, this actor, he's giving it his all. He's doing a good job. It's he's too bad I don't it. really know what's going on. It's, I know what's going on. It's too bad I don't really know who he is. And, like, this is the most, like, he had very little in the first, in, in the second movie. And then this is, like, his whole thing right here. <sighs> yeah. And like I said, I don't know if it is just a, a, you know, maybe it's we're so used to having... 17 movies for things to develop and then and, and take form. I don't know if that's, but good. they really, in my humble opinion, they did a horrendous job of developing the world. Uh, you know, you got your main characters and, but even then you don't like, I would argue that Niobe is a character that you should care about. I don't, I don't care about the love triangle. I don't care about her and Morpheus, honestly, in most of this movie. Well, apparently uh, most of her stories was all for a video game. Yeah, and it's just it's just crazy to me that they try to develop this world and give you absolutely nothing from it to make me care about it. If the whole point is for him to save humanity. Like obviously that's something that you want to do, but they don't give me enough reason as to why. Nobody really seems to care about humanity other than the fact that they don't like being enslaved. Mm-hmm. Like there's that one moment in this movie where Neo and Trinity get above the storms and they see the sunrise for the first time. And that is really like the first time that any human has seen the real world, assumingly in hundreds of years. And so that was kind of a nice moment, but then nothing comes of it. Like technically Neo can't see it and Trinity's dead. Yeah. So like, what are you going to go back to? And Neo doesn't live much longer anyway. What's the ideals for these people? What do they well, want out of this society? That's what I, that's what I think it, is missing is they don't have a futuristic outlook on what they want other than to be free, which is yeah. fine. But like they didn't give me enough to make me believe that anybody actually wanted it for any like ideal purposes outside of Neo is the one. Yeah. And, and I got to be honest, it's really hard to under, I, 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 maybe this will be explained in the animatrix or something, but you know, they, they knock around the idea that this is like the sixth time that they've done this with the Matrix. So, like, what's going to happen? What happens next? Like, obviously, we'll find Neo, out in made 2021. A, Neo made a different decision, I think, in this one than he did in the past iterations. But, like, they never really explain, like, well, how does Neo, how does Keanu Reeves' physical appearance continue to re-experience this event and how does nobody else remember that how does nobody so they've destroyed zion x amount of times does every time somebody who somebody like morpheus the the oracle just finds somebody like morpheus 
and tells them all the same information and all the same events repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I it's hard to know. Does he have eyes in four? Is he going to be blind? Do we think mm-hmm. they like, it's gonna, if, I assume it's going to be going to stuff back. Or are they going to like, no, we rebooted the matrix because yeah. that's what the machines do. And now everything's back to just, well, ignore they, they leave off, you know, they leave off this movie with, how long will this piece last? We get an interaction between the architect and the Oracle and they say, how long will this piece last? And the Oracle says, however long it can. Like, we don't know. You know, so like eventually the machines and humans are going to clash again and there's going to be a need for the one to be reawoken. However that happens, his body went with the machines. So maybe right. they, maybe, maybe Neo is the bad guy in the next movie or maybe, maybe he's Keanu Reeves is anyway. Inside. Who knows? You know, I mean, I guess there's different ways they could go with it, but I, I don't feel like the I don't feel like the end of this movie is quite conclusive enough to really know what exactly they're going to do. Who knows? I mean, it's going to be a reboot of sorts, just because the time that's passed. That's how it always works. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Uh, as of this recording, I have about zero interest in seeing it. Yeah. Now, Andrew, you just said you were excited. Why did you just agree with him? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> because uh, he agrees with the last person that talked. Yeah, no, this no, man no. doesn't listen to us. No, no, no. I was drifting off. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm sorry I'm boring you. No, no. Save that bad. for the box office, stats. It's It's... My do- my neighbor's dog is barking and it's going to drive me nuts. Um, no, I'm I'm excited about the next one. I hope that they do arrive to some sort of conclusion. I'd love to see more uh, uh, Niobe. I'd love to see if Niobe. Is. I'd love to see if like the whole love triangle we get a little resolved. That never happens. It does happen in this. No, so much of this doesn't get resolved. There's so many loose ends in the Matrix Revolutions. It's just like, okay, well, Orzo, Neo is dead. Okay. That's it. And the machines have left. And, like, the machines leave, and Morpheus and Nye, just kind of look at each other like, okay. And that's, that's the last we see of them. Like, there's no real sense of, while we get revolutions, we don't get resolutions. That, I, I never understood what the title meant. Revolutions. You have no audio. Started with an R. Josh, you're muted. Oh. Yeah, Josh's mic's turned off. Sorry, Garrett. That, I didn't need to. Whatever. Can you hear me now? There you Okay, somehow I knocked it unplugged. I don't even know how. Weird. Anyway. So I'm looking at the billing. I don't remember what I was saying. I'm looking at the billing for Matrix 4 because I, I don't have anything else to say about this movie other than it's a piece of shit. Um, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss, he's coming back. Uh, Jessica Henwick, who I believe Oh, she's a Game of Thrones. Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. Yeah, she's an Iron Fist. Jonathan Groff, Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett is there. Oh, Priyanka Chopra. She's a. We talked about this earlier, Josh and I did. Neil Patrick Harris is in this. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in the new Matrix movie? Yeah, man. 
They're going to actually have a uh, Starship Troopers crossover is what's going to happen, I think. I wonder if he's yeah. the architect. Oh. That could be interesting. Um, I do not see Lawrence Fishburne as nope. of this casting. So, uh, you know, sometimes they leave people off for surprises, but it would not be a surprise if he was in it. It would be a surprise if he's not in it. So, I don't know. Somehow Trinity is not dead and Keanu's not dead, so that's great. I just don't care. I'm sorry, I don't. See I don't. what happens. It's all good. I was all excited for it. No, I'm not. I'm not, inv- really I'm not upset. I'm really upset about this. Maybe you need to watch the first one again. It might work. I don't know. I really think I, I haven't been this uh, angry with a franchise in a long time. It's like, really, it's really unusual. What we'll you know? We should take a look at the movies we've done in the past and really think about this. But it's really unusual for a franchise to fall apart in less than three movies. Like usually, it's once they start venturing past that third film that things really start to 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 dovetail down. But uh, like second movie is mediocre at best, and a third movie is just like hot trash. Yeah, I mean not good, not good at all. So like, I, it's, I'm like trying to think of another franchise where like the second movie you walked away going. Mm. And the third movie, you walked away going, they should never make another well, one of these. And you have to make a compare. Like a lot of movies have sequels that should not have sequels, and they were That's bad. The point of the show, with, and they but really were, if the yes, but usually like this, when the second the one's that is, bad, they don't make a third one. Right, but the difference is this movie is Oscar caliber to start things, and then it goes bad. Like mm-hmm. it goes into a oh, yes. heaping pile of dirt. Okay. I went back through our episodes. You know what, what mine is, at least the most recent one. I don't remember exactly what we said about it, but man, should those uh, Silence of the Lambs sequels have never been made. Yeah. yeah that, was a, that is another example of an Oscar-caliber film that uh, just should have stopped. Yeah. yeah. Those, I, I will say that those movies are better than these two, but like, they're Debatable. I'll at least give that those movies are, 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 are book adaptations. So at least they were leaning on some level of source material. This, like, this was just like these were like this was an idea. This was an original idea. We talk about original ideas all the time that somebody had, and they actually had a thought for it to go beyond one movie. And the second, third, the 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 the, the, the back half of the fr- of the franchise was just not nearly as good as the first part. Just like, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Superman. <laughs> I didn't like any of those movies, though. I yeah, I'll agree. Like Superman movies were let down. Uh, but for the sta- for the time period, we talked about this. For, you know, for the, for right. the time period of the seventies, right. the first movie's not that terrible. That's well, yeah, for I the still time don't really period, have. And the, and the second movie is is kind of just mishandled it, you know, at worst. I was mostly thinking about mo- franchises that have gone off the rails in three movies or less, and I think yeah, that's one yeah, of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least that third one. Oof. The, the only thing I'll say, like, that's any, it's anything that's redeeming about these movies is that while the two movies were blatant misfires, at least you could look at them. I mean, at least, at least you could, could what? At least you could look at them. Like, at least you could look at them and like be like, sometimes like their posters. I mean, the graphics Sometimes in the second the one were bad. The graphics in the second were bad, but the graphics in the third one were better. Woo, give them an Oscar. 
That's it. I mean, oh, I'm not saying. I, I was less distracted by the visual effects, I have to say. But this movie did, you know, the first movie is groundbreaking in a lot of ways for its visual yeah. effects. The second, the, the, this movie right here and the, the second movie, I don't feel like they're groundbreaking at all. No, I don't no. feel like, like the Matrix could have been, like, you know how we, we were talking about John Wick being one of those movies that sort of reinvented fight choreography in movies? And like every movie, it's sort of, it's sort of pushing the boundary of how, in, of how you can do fight choreography. Yeah. This franchise could have been that for visual effects in the early 2000s, but I feel like it did it with the first Matrix movie, and then it got lapped by like every other franchise, like Lord of the Rings, uh, the Spider-Man movies, like all the other movies were like, oh, visual effects can do a lot more than we realized. And they took I'll that even, and they ran with it, and the Matrix just kind of didn't. I'll even yeah. go far as to say that they did a poor job in choreographing any fights in the second and third movie. Like, they were relatively entertaining. Like, the 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 mistress or the agent Smith and uh, Neo fight near, near the end uh, was pretty good. But yeah. like, th- I mean, you're going to give me the matrix and then you're going to give me the best thing you got. And out of two movies is pretty good. That's not. Yeah, no, it, well, it goes from being like really cool fight stuff to basically like a super Saiyan fight in this one. Yeah. Like they're so they're fighting so far beyond reality yeah. that it's like, le- it becomes less interesting almost yeah. like the first movie. They're doing all this cool karate and stuff. And the camera's all zooming around them and I'm knocking my mic over and stuff. Like, it's crazy. And then this movie, like, it's just watching a video game. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the fight stuff. Like, it, it, it's not necessarily cool fight choreography. It's just two, two digital puppets fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you're kind of removed from the action by a bit. Um, as cool as it looks. And, you know, like today, we have tons of digital characters fighting. You know, like, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, computer computer generated fight scenes aren't interesting because you know right. marvel movies uh you know the dc movies even fast and furious you can do a lot of cool stuff with visual effects and not have a real person on screen and it'll look awesome but compared to how the first matrix was so cool for you know blending the cg with the real and making it so you weren't really sure when you were watching which one to just kind of like really go all the way other way i have to say too after a while neo's just too good at fighting like he's fighting everybody in slow mo. It's yeah. not like it's it's not as impressive as fighting somebody and you're like at, and like it feeling like it's cool. I don't know. There's not much else to say. Yeah. I will say that that last fight in in Revolutions, I was so bored, and it it really got to the point where it's like, oh, wrap this up, come on, things to end. That's the way I felt three minutes and nine seconds in it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even give it a chance. You didn't even didn't, say your favorite line right yet. The whole time, I was right the whole time. You didn't even yeah. say your favorite line yet. No, no, that's Josh's favorite line. <laughs> Listen, I'll say my favorite line over your big dead ass, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically what the line was. I believe it was, "You'll get through that door over my big dead ass." Stupid. You said that dead ass, and that was like five minutes into the movie. So again, mm-hmm. I was right. <laughs> This movie's bad. And you know, yeah. what was the best part of the entire movie, I feel like? I think that whole opening, that was it. It was funny, the dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do box office. I'm done with this. Let's do this. Let's do this, yeah. <laughs> um, so, time for the box office stats. Matrix Revolutions debuted November 7th, way back in 2003. It finished number one with a three-day opening of $48 million. Dollars forty eight point four, 
if we all if we look at what else was in the top five that weekend i had this pulled up oh so it opened against a movie that really cut into it i was gonna say that you know if you look at it compared to the matrix 2 which had one of the highest openings of all time uh at that point uh 48 million is not good but it had pretty hefty competition in the form of will ferrell's elf which came in at number two with 30.32.1 million that was also it's open that's a, more, number, that's a movie that more people are wanting to see at that time of year. Yeah, yeah. And at number three, you had uh, Disney's Brother Bear. At number four, you have a movie that's in its third weekend and directly mocks the Matrix movies. So if you, weren't, if you were disinterested in the Matrix Revolutions, you could go see this movie and watch it make fun of it. That's Scary Movie 3. <laughs> Coming in with $11.1 million. At number five, do you guys remember this movie? It's uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in Radio. Yep. Radio. Yeah. Um, maybe the less said about that, the better. Do we have? I guess. Do we have scary movie on our on our list? Oh, I think so. I think so. You know, I um, honestly don't think I've ever seen a single scary movie. They're not scary. No. Well, they're not supposed to be. I know. They, I never uh, had interest in them. They uh, they very quickly devolve. Like yeah, they they quickly devolve from being like the first one. Not terrible as far as like satire parody of the horror genre, yeah. but by the third movie, it's just it's a sketch show, yeah. you know. Well, there was a there was a small snippet in time where parody movies were a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt it helped in part by these movies, and I and probably I like Austin Powers and such, but yeah, it's not a really a thing anymore. No, I mean yeah, like the Wayans brothers. They, they, they started off that scary movie franchise and they really kind of could, be, could have been considered sort of the modern day Mel Brooks in terms of that type of thing. But they, I don't think they had the creative wherewithal to keep up with what they thought they were doing. So by mm-hmm. the third movie, things are already starting to go off the rails. The fourth movie is uh, almost unwatchable. Um, and then I haven't seen anything after that. Andrew, I will, I will say like, because they make like they made like six of them, didn't they? I don't know. Oh yeah, they made at least Scary Movie five. Yeah. And then they also diverted two of those writers, Jason Friedberg really and somebody Seltzer. They went on to make Date Movie, Epic Movie, Meet the Spartans, all that crap, yeah. all that garbage. Yeah. Um, anyway, so going back, you have two singles in the top five that weekend. Uh, Matrix Revolutions would finish with $139.3 million in the United States over its 16-week run. You had $288 million from overseas, giving it a worldwide total of $427 million. So still not a terrible run uh, worldwide when you look at all things considered. Uh, it would finish in the number nine spot for 2012, which I have that stat right here. So number nine for movie for 2012. We talked about this, or, or excuse me, not 2012, excuse me, 2003. Sorry. Okay. I'm um, so I, I I reuse my note space a lot, so I have some of my I have some of my my men in black data on here. It finished at the number nine spot for 2003. We talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King was number one in 2003. Then Finding Nemo, Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl, Matrix Reloaded at number four, Bruce Almighty at number five. Uh, just ahead of Matrix Revolutions, you had X Men Two, X United, Elf, Terminator Three, Rise of the Machines. And just under it, you had cheaper by the dozen. Where was uh, you may have said this, and I just missed it. Where was the second matrix? Where did it fall on that? The second matrix was number four, four. on the oh. year. Yeah. So I mean, you know, 
two two you release two movies in the same year and they make they both make the top ten. We wouldn't see something like that in terms of a studio doing that type of thing. Well, I say a studio. We've seen it a few times at Disney, but Marvel Studios has been kind of the more recent one to like release more multiple movies in a year and have all you know have more than one be in the top ten by the end of the year. Yeah. Um. So not a terrible finish. Uh. We, again, repeating a lot of the stuff last week because it was the same year. Finding Nemo is the highest grossing non-sequel. Return of the King, the highest grossing sequel. And the highest original concept is also Finding Nemo. Um, we've made two previous trips to 2003. Well, technically three now with The Matrix Reloaded. But uh, we also did Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and Love Actually. And you guys might remember oh. reviewing that a few years ago. Yep, loved it. And, um, you know, generally that's, that's kind of it. You know, this was a, 2003 was a pretty interesting year for uh for movies uh we'll be we'll, we'll revisit this this year at some point um it was a year that had 29 films make over 100 million dollars so it was one of the first big years for blockbusters to really start to ramp up and uh yeah talk about that in depth some Ooh. some other time All but right. uh that's it for me andrew you're running the letterbox game this week yeah all right so the Matrix Revolutions. 1.8. <laughs> That's my guess, 1.8. has over uh, 17,000 hearts, which I don't know what it means. Andrew's going to slip up and tell us what the actual score That's, is. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. For it. Don't no, tell no. us the score yet. That. The popular reviews, here are three of them. Uh, $150 million B movie. Absolute trash. Hello. Another user wrote, this series to underestimate the power of black leather being emo and Keanu Reeves as feels less. And I didn't hear a word of that. Yeah, I didn't no. catch much of that. Did I, did I cut out? Oh, yeah. Bit? Big time. Okay, hang on. <laughs> um, okay, this person said, this series ever underestimate the power of black leather being emo and Keanu Reeves and my ass feels blessed. Your ass feels what? Blessed. My God. Okay. 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 Um, I just I just got a ten minute warning, so let's make this snappy. Okay. All right. Well, I'll stop there. Okay. Uh, okay. My guess what remains one point eight. One point eight from Josh. I'm gonna 1. say 8. two point two. So Josh one point eight, David two point two. Great. I'm. I think that people are going to be more forgiving than me. Um, I, I can't guarantee that. I can't bring myself to give it a three, but I think that people are going to be really forgiving this movie. So none I'm of the give, mo- the other two didn't get a three. Why would this one? I think it's going to be like. I will say to it, the Matrixes didn't get threes. No, you didn't give them threes. I don't. I don't. The second one didn't get a three. Did it not? And I don't know that the first one did. It may have, but no, the second one got like a two point seven oh, or eight. Are or something. you talking about? Are you talking about total on Letterbox? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the second one got a three point two. The first one got three point two. Did it? Yeah, and the first one yeah. got a four point one. I could have sworn it was. That's lower. why I think that people are going to be more forgiving. I've, I ri- I, I've written them down years. here in my notes. Well, also we did talk about last week. The general consensus is very much that the Matrix Reloaded is a good movie. <laughs> It's got high reviews on every website. It has generally favorable reviews. 
Right. We are in the minority on that. Generally favorable. It, got, it has a 3.2 on Letterboxd. I wrote these down as we've been doing them. I can't bring it in good conscience, even guessing other people's guesses to give it a three, but I will go as high as 2.9 to think that other people think that. Okay, so 2.2 from me. 2.2 from David. A 2.9 Garrett. Mm-hmm. And a 1.8 Josh. My money is on David for this one. All right. Close. The winner for this week, Garrett Powders. <sighs> With a 5.0. No, what is the it? The average rating is 2.8. Wow. One, one off, Garrett. I don't want to win. I don't want to win this one. <laughs> That's letterbox. These are film film nerds. That was a much needed win for Garrett in the overall stats. I've been, uh, by the way, gone back. Don't be taking stats on this. I've been please recording. take stats on this. I've been recording our stats. I've got an interesting proposal for you guys. We can talk about <laughs> after we need to do a, a follow up meeting. Okay. Uh, but uh, for the year, I don't know, Josh. Is it possible that you can put uh, you can put these these numbers up? For the year, Josh and I are tied with three letterboxed wins. And now, thanks to Garrett's win today, he and Andrew are tied with two letterboxed wins. Mm-hmm. Garrett was sitting Anyone's... low down there at one for a while. Yeah, I always am. Cool. So, so good for Garrett. He gets to run the Garrett game next will week. run the game for Animatrix. What are our scores? Half. One. Generous half. David? I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it a two. I'm no, going to give it an even I got two. A two. I got a half. Andrew, what did you say? One. I got a one. And what am I going to do? Holy moly. I'm going to do one and a half. So a two, a one and a half, a half, and a one. What does that average out to? I'm working on it now. One, half, two and a half. Nope. Uh, I can't math. One. <laughs> You can do it. No one's watching. Don't worry. Riveting part of the show. <laughs> Hang on. I gotta. I gotta. I, I gotta talk this out. One for Andrew plus half for Garrett plus two and a half for David. Yes, right. Two. Plus. You said two, right? If two for me. Yeah. Sorry. Oh dang it. One for Andrew. Plus one plus 0.5. Two, plus. I'm pretty sure the answer. No, Dodge, Dodge, quit talking over me. <laughs> I had to. I had to do remedial math in college. <laughs> <laughs> one plus 0.5 plus two plus one point five divided by four. One and a quarter. One point two five. Yeah, I took. I've uh, nev- I'm embarrassed. I've never had that happen. I took American 101 remedial kick-ass when I was in college. Oh, I bet you did. Okay. Can so, I just go out on a limb and say that 1.25 is still too high for this movie? Uh, you, you're wrong. I think it's pretty good. Are we going to round that up to a 1.5 or round out? No, you know, I don't know because that's perfect. Ah, no. Round it down. Technically, you'd have to round it from the 5 to the 2, so it would be the 3, and then it would round up, technically. I think so. I think it runs up to 1.5. I think that's the best we can do. No. Yeah. Because it was, it's a perfect 1.25. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderfully disappointing. Yep. All right. Well, we're about to get kicked off because we are on a free account. So, yeah. 
Um, you can find us online on all the places I listed at the top of the show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so many sequels, search for us. We're also on YouTube. If you're watching the video, you might already know that, but search for our YouTube channel if you haven't yet and hit that subscribe button. Starting May 25th, you can watch our episodes on soundstooth.tv, which is also a, a good podcasting app you can download. <laughs> no hidden messages. It's not hidden. I'm putting it right in front of the camera. That's it was hidden to the, the rest of us. That is good for the thumbnail. Um, anyway, I lost my place, but I said everything I need to say. So we'll be back yeah. next time with the Animatrix to wrap up Matrix May. Yep, like and subscribe. We'll see you next time. See you. Bye-bye.